Welcome, welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Cultivate Network, where we get real with life, leadership, and church planting. Here's your host. Focus. What has yours today? In a world where your focus is drawn away every time you open your eyes, different lights, different flashing suns, media, social media, so many things that the enemy uses to steal our focus from God. And as we talk today and as we dive into this focus series, I want you to think this isn't anything that's real simple. Man, focus is hard. It don't matter where you're at in life, what you're doing in life, it's hard to keep your focus and it's hard to keep your focus at work, hard to keep your focus on family. I mean, it's hard to keep your focus on God because mm. there's so many distractions. So there was a good saying that said, don't focus on yourself because it changes all the time. Focus on God. He loves you and he will never change. Mm. And I love that scripture. He'll never leave us, forsake us. He'll be with us always, even until the end of the world. You know, if we could keep our focus on that, we could, we could, we could, we could strive for so much better than what we than what we have because things that steal our focus from God steals blessings from our lives. Mm -hmm. It really does. But it's nothing that's easy. Man, if it was easy, everybody could do it, right? Sure. You know? Then anything worth having is worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. So what steals your focus? So as we dive into this focus series, we've been on it for a few weeks at Journey. And we're, you know, just dive off onto this today in the podcast topic. Gets I think every time that we've had a sermon up to this point on the focus series. I mean, at, at the same time, I mean, you've talked about this as well. It's easy to sit around and talk about this, but it's hard to live it. And I don't want it to, I was talking to my dad yesterday and I think sometimes that we make God unapproachable, mm. that it's too hard to approach him, too hard to keep focus because there's so much stuff that goes on. But I don't want it to feel that way in any way, shape, or form. God is holy, and we're to serve Him in, in holiness, you know, and to worship Him in His righteousness. But my goodness, man, there's just so much distraction. My mm. goodness, so easy to lose your focus. Yep. So, so easy. So if we could just keep ourselves focused on God, and that we could let Him be the let Him be the light of our light, let Him shine through the darkness, start each day with Him, Worship Him throughout the day. Focus on Him. Put every care that we have upon Him, for His yoke is easy and His burden is light. Man, it would change things, but it ain't easy. Yes. <laughs> what do you think, buddy? <laughs> no, and I truly have enjoyed this series of it's helped me to focus. Yeah. And and guys, for listening in, um, it's our first podcast in a little while, and we're excited to be back in the saddle of the podcast and share with you. Uh, come together. I always enjoy having sitting, just sitting around having conversations that uh, that are just meaningful and, and add value to me personally as a leader and a, a human Christian following um, this journey with the Lord. And I think that this focus series has probably delved um, deeper into my. Um, personal life, right? It's, it's, in, it's in your business because it is real. It is what's happening every single day of your life. I have, I struggle with focus at the workplace, focus at home, focus in sports, focus at church, focus as a leader, focus as a dad, focus as a husband, focus is something that 
I have struggled with for so many years. I've never been diagnosed with anything that, that causes me to be distracted, but I'm certain <laughs> that I have some sort of disorder of some kind that causes me to lose focus, or am I normal? Am I just like everybody else that has 14 million things running through your mind, your face, your eyes, your your your, your phone, and everything else that just hits you? I think as a believer, um, we... we we strive for focus, and the reason we have to strive for focus is because it doesn't come naturally. It's not something that just happens. It's no, it's not like that. Um, that we just wake up and then all of a sudden we're in the zone and we're in the zone all day. We drift. We are humans. We are fallen creation, and we must have some sort of um, uh, spiritual strength and discipline to be able to focus the way we should because, boy, it ain't easy. Man, that's a truth. So you ask if you were normal. I think you're abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you're normal. Man, this is the same battle that everybody faces, and it's every day. When you wake up to when you lay down, so much distraction, so easy to lose focus. And like you said, there's so many different things that demand your focus. Sure. You know? like you're, if you If you went into your job – Tomorrow morning, let's say you start out your day and you're not focused at all at what you're doing there, what your what your what your role is in the company and the organization, and you just go and you're just bouncing around. Man, it ain't gonna be long. You're gonna get fired. Nope. <laughs> and what will your leader say to you? What happened to you? You have lost your focus. focus. You've lost your focus, and then they'll ask you what has changed. What changed? Something's changed. You're not like you were before. Something's changed. You've lost your focus. A lot of times, something becomes more important than something else, and it draws your focus away to what you used to think was important is no longer important. Mm -hmm. This can also be how the church can lower the standard, and we forget what is important, and then we replace it with something that we don't think is all that important anymore because, oh, we've been enlightened. Hmm, something changed. That's not always a good thing. Right. It's not always a good thing. I like what the scripture says in John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus speaking, he said unto them, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Mm-hmm. You show me what has your focus. I'll show you what has your drive. I'll show you what has your purpose. I'll show you where everything in your life is going to be centered right. around is what your focus is. Mm-hmm. And if your focus is the world, the events of the world, the cares of the world, you're going to be in absolute darkness, mm-hmm. and you're going to be walking in darkness. Well, it's time that the light of the marvelous glory of the gospel shine back into your life. Mm-hmm. I love the scripture that says, let this mind be in you, which was also uh-huh. in Christ Jesus. Amen. And let this mind be in you. It's like said, let, mm-hmm. the, let your focus be what his focus was. Oh, man. And Jesus could have entered into this world, built a giant pyramid tib- tabernacle and or a giant place and said, all come to me and then all hell, all hell, Jesus Christ. And everybody just come to him and just worship him for eternity. He could have done that in yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything that happened no matter how distracted he was or how many thousands of people were thronging him or how many people were just pulling at him or how many people were yelling at him or how many people were whipping him or beating him or scourging him, Mm -hmm. he was focused on one thing. Yep. My father. Yeah. My father. My father. I must do my father's will. 
I, I would love for this cup to pass for me, Father, but nevertheless, thy will be done. It is the focus. It was laser focused on his father's will, no matter what was going on around him. It's and true. and I, I loved the story where the event, and, and I'm, you know, guys, we say story so many times in ministry. It's not the story. It's, no. it's an event. It, it is right? an event. It, yes. is, it happened. There was a woman with an issue of blood for 12 years. She spent everything she had. She was focused, laser focused on getting to Jesus. And in the moment, right, there was a thousands of people thronging him. Yep. And when she got there, she touched just the hem of his garment mm-hmm. and he stopped because his focus was on her in that moment. Mm-hmm. And the, just the beauty of that, that, that example of, of, of that focus. And I think that if they're back to the scripture, circling all the way back, if this mind is in us, it is also in Christ Jesus, then nothing else matters. Hmm. Nothing else matters. It is the Father's will. It's interesting how you went that route. So it's many times, I think it's seven times, maybe it's seven times in the book of John, that it specifically calls out Jesus' focus. And it was his focus to go to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I must needs go to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I must needs go up. His focus was on Jerusalem right. seven different times. Mm-hmm. No matter what was going on around him, no matter the crowds, no matter anything that was going on, he would always come back, I must needs go to Jerusalem. And then when he gets to Jerusalem, what does he do? He weeps over the city. Yes. And he was so focus-driven because he knew when he got there what was going to happen. He knew how he would be betrayed. He knew what he was going to face, but yet his focus was upon the purpose mm. and the reason. The and why. The why. The why was, and he knew that's where he had to go. He knew that's what he had to do. I must needs go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so that was his anchor. Right? It was. And so yeah. I, I think as we talk through this, let's let's identify some of those tangible tools, right? Yeah. A toolbox. So that when yeah. we're walking through life, when somebody who may be listening is walking through Tuesday morning, and they're tempted to be distracted. There's got to be an anchor. Now, I I, I used this analogy last night at uh, at CR that that so many times uh, we will be in the lake out here in Lake Cumberland in Somerset, Kentucky, by the way, y'all. Lake Cumberland's awesome. You should come visit. Um, we I lost my focus. You did but, just so, like that. <laughs> see? <laughs> Go on. So we drop an anchor, right? And then the boat is drifting a little bit in this area, as we do as humans. We drift from time to time, but we only go so far until we start coming back to where the anchor has us held. And I think what what happens to us so many times is we lose our why, and we lose our why, we lose our anchor. And Jesus had an anchor. He would go around the Sea of Galilee. He would go to to um, Jairus's daughter. He would go to these places, right? Yep. But he had an anchor, and that was his why. Why? And I think if we're anchored down in our why, then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drift out you know around the area, but we're always gonna come back to the why, the focus, the anchor. That's pretty awesome. Hadn't really thought about it that way. That's a, that was that was good because that's what we do in life, right? I mean, that's what we do. It's we'll we'll anchor down on a subject, a topic, a issue, something that's going on in our life, and we stay there on it. We focus on it until we want to see it accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's one thing about this Christian life, man. It's a battle from daylight to dark every day of your life. This ain't easy. No. This isn't easy. The Christian the Christian walk's not easy. That's why the Lord said to, you know, take a step back, examine, think right, about right. this, this decision you're going to make, because it's going to cost you something, yes. but it's worth it. Mm. It's so worth it. 
to know that you've got that helpmate. You've got that friend that sticks closer than a brother. You have that mercy, that grace, that love, that 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 overshadows everything else. That mm-hmm. no matter how bad the day may seem, how how absolutely terrible of a situation you're going mm-hmm. through, that you have one that you can yeah. lean on and you can hold on to. I would love for my focus. You know, I believe I believe we should be real. I would love for my focus, and that's I like what you said. This whole sermon series, my goodness, it really has made me open my eyes, and I've caught myself since we've been in this series throughout the day thinking, man, what are you focusing on, Anthony? What are you doing, man? What are you? Where's your focus? What's grabbing you right now? I would love for my focus, and I, my prayer the other day, I was walking around work, and my prayer to the Lord was, Father. Let me have more of a hunger for you. Let mm-hmm. my focus be more towards you, Lord, not to the things of this world, the, right. the cares that get me so tore up, so aggravated when it's trivial. It really is trivial. Now, don't get me wrong. The things you go through in life, they have meaning. They have purpose, you know. But at the end of it all, it's so trivial. The junk that we face on a, on a daily basis, what's that mean for eternity? You know what I mean? And I would love for my focus to be so laser set upon God that the cares of this life could just just wash away. <laughs> you know, I mean, mm. they could just wash away. Feller, that, guys, there's going to be hurt. There's going to be trials. There's yes. going to be pain. But it's what 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 happens to you in those times. Are you the one that smiles through it, that rejoices through it, to know that God's there, that your focus is on Him, that no matter what happens around you, that your focus can be upon God? I mean, that's what we need to... That, and we ask the question about every week, what has your focus? Mm-hmm. What has your focus? Mm-hmm. And it, let's be honest. I think all of us have a little bit of a tension definite deficit disorder. So what has your focus? Mm-hmm. Mine can change quick, quick. <laughs> Uh, for example, this morning I was washing the car, and Zach came out and started talking. Well, my focus swapped immediately, mm-hmm. and then I started looking at him. Then I was like, "Oh, we gotta get back to this car." <laughs> it's it's the simple stuff, yep. you know that that you lose. It's so easy to lose focus. Yes, and for us to keep focus on God, man, it's key, mm-hmm. but it's tough. Yeah, I, I, and I just want to draw out of something you said. It it, it took me to Hebrews twelve and two where I believe Paul was the writer of Hebrews, but you can disagree. That's fine. Hebrews was still written this to the scriptures. So here mm-hmm. we go. He said this, looking unto Jesus, yeah. the author and Finish. the finisher of our faith, That's for right. who the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. But that word, that word at the very first says looking unto Jesus. It wasn't just like looking at him like I'm looking at a flower. Yep. Or looking at them like I'm looking at a sunset, or mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. It was a different word. The etymology of that word meant to turn my eyes away from everything else and fixate them on Jesus. Mm. That's what that meant. In the English language, we're lazy. We use the word looking at a Jesus, looking at flowers, looking at, you know. <laughs> no, no. This word meant something more than just looking at something. It yeah. was fixing your eyes, laser focused on him. And I think if we can do that, uh, we we learn. Now, Paul Paul wrote this, the writer wrote this in Hebrews out of a reference point of what he was dealing with in the church in that day. Now, around the same time, he actually had to withstand one of the brethren. He had to actually call out 
one of the brethren by the name of Peter. And and so what Peter had began to do is Peter had began to lose focus on Jesus and focus on religion, focus on yep. tradition. And as Peter began to lose his focus, Paul called him out. So here's something for the toolbox. Yeah. Have a friend that loves you enough to look you in the eyeballs and say, you are drifting. You're yeah. drifting. I love you. I appreciate you, but you're drifting. And Paul did it to his face. He didn't do it on social media. He didn't behind his back. He looked at him eyeball to eyeball, mano a mano, to Peter and said, you are drifting, man. You better stop. Yeah. I love you. You know, these people need you not to drift right now. And I think of that accountability. And see, Jesus gave us each other. Mm-hmm. He prayed for us as a church. As together, He said, let them be one even as you and I are one. And I think that, that he was praying for us to come together because he knew that ultimately we needed him. We need, we need nothing but him for salvation. But to keep us focused, to keep us sharp, to keep us to keep us through the hard times, he gave us each other. Yeah. So find a friend. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my analogy of the anchor. Yeah. In Lake Cumberland. So so many times I'll anchor down, and I'm I'm particular about my anchor. I think I get it right a lot of times. But the guys, if you've never set an anchor in a boat <laughs> in a lake that has lots of hills and valleys, it ain't easy. And it seems easy. Drop the anchor and just you're good. Well. I tend to drop the anchor, go over, get my Coke Zero and whatever whatever I'm eating and just sit around and listen to music and then little little unbeknownst to me, we're drifting. And <laughs> I love my lovely wife Heather because she is always the one who calls me out and says, Jamie, I think we're drifting. Jamie, we're dri- no, we're not drifting. We're not drifting. So a few minutes later, we're halfway down the lake, about a mile down, because I didn't check the anchor because my wife so so have somebody to be able to say, "Hey, dude, you're drifting. Come on, you got to focus, and be open for it." Yeah, man. If you're gonna call somebody out to say, "Hey, dude, I want you to hold me accountable," when they hold you accountable, don't you throw it up in their face, like, "Man, why are you always on my back? Why are you always on my back?" Now, in that same situation, it would be easy for you to look at Heather and say, "I'm resting over here. We're not drifting. Leave me alone." Yep. <laughs> be open to it. Yep. When life gets blurry, adjust your focus. Yeah. It's that simple. Because things are going to get blurry, and your focus is going to get out of range, and it's easy to do, man. It's so easy to do. It's crazy. So I like to go back, and you think about the Apostle Paul as he was on the road to Damascus, and he was struck down with the blindness that hit him. And as the prayer would be prayed for him by Ananias, you know, the Bible says that it fell as there were scales from his eyes, you know. Sometimes we get so drifted away that we get scaled up so bad mm-hmm. that we don't even know it. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's time for the scales to fall back off the ice. Amen. Man, that's Amen. tough. Get the focus back where it's supposed to be. Amen. It's crazy. And a neat neat point to it's just to bounce off what you're saying. When we started this series, this sermon series, the it was a, a week where at work, it was for me, it was the most stressful <laughs> season of my entire career. Yeah. Didn't say much about it and just kind of absorb, you know how you do. So I did. And um, I was driving home from work one evening, uh, right as we started the second week of the series. And I looked at the speedometer because I th- thought a cop was around the corner. And I was looking to see how fast I was going to set my, you know, my, uh, um, my speed and, Unbeknownst to me, I couldn't see it. 
I couldn't see the speedometer to see how fast I was going. So fast forward two days, go to the eye doctor. They diagnose me with this eye condition, and I can't even pronounce the thing now. But it was an eye condition, and she asked the first question she asked me. She said, "Do you have a stressful job?" And I said, <laughs> "Well," <Nah. laughs> and, and she said, "Okay, that's what's wrong." She said, "Your you, your stress can actually cause the blood to build up behind your eyeball and to cause you to lose your vision, mm-hmm. and you you can't focus on anything. Everything's blurry." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Okay, all right. Am I going to lose my vision? So long. The you know here's what she told me to do: go home and sleep, rest, reset, and then come back Monday. So I did, and so it was a lesson for me. When I went back, I had perfect vision. Hmm. It was gone. And she said, miracle. She said, it usually takes six months for I to get from where you were to where you are right now. Wow. And yes, I thank God for that, but also I cherish the lesson that I learned spiritually because we can be damaged spiritually because of seasons in our life that come at us so hard and so fast that that we think we see what is actually there, but our, our vision is distorted because of what's come at us and the stress that we've been under for so long. So guys, the lesson I took from that is I've got to refocus because I can't squint my eyes enough to see. Yep. I've got to stop. I've got to get away. I've got to lay down. I've got to rest. I've got to rejuvenate, and I've got to meditate and let God heal my heal my eye so I could see clearly again. Man, that's so true. What great advice. What a, what a better way to end this podcast <laughs> than that right there. So as we end today, I'll say this, and I'll turn it back over to Jamie. In life... There's going to be stress. There's going to be heartaches. There's going to be pain. There's going to be things to distract you, to pull your focus away. But take these nuggets with you to take that time to focus back on God. Take a moment of the day. And I, you know what? You know, you know your schedule in life. Make time for God. Put Him in your life. Make time for Him to put your focus and to, to ask the Lord to help keep you on focus. And whatever you're doing, and let him be the number one focus of your life. If we can do that, the scales will fall away. The blurriness will be cleared. It's amazing what the corrective laser surgery of God can do to your eyesight. Back to you, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully, hopefully this podcast has given you a few tools to put in your toolbox so you can keep your focus. So until next time, guys, keep it real. Thank you for listening to The Real Life Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Please share a comment and follow us on Facebook. And until next time, keep it real.